Hello, and welcome to Staying Awake. <laughs> you, There are plenty of great ways to stay awake, like listening to our podcast. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to Fulcrum Entertainment Podcast. I am Gilbert. I'm joined by my buddy Harrison. And we are today we are talking about uh, the first episode of Moon Knight. So, yeah, if, yeah, if you couldn't tell by that, I'm I'm gonna get these jokes good down. Something I'll get a good intro or something funny one day. But I like that. I like that. I enjoy doing that. That's a fantastic way to stay awake. Indeed. So it's, I have to stay awake during this. I'm playing that yeah. game myself. Oh, we got Mr. Action in the house. See, Mr. Action staying Action. awake. <laughs> but yeah, dude. So we're talking about Moon Knight. Just I think personally, I think it was actually pretty cool. Like I I don't know anything about Moon Knight. I had to I had to Google this character because I. Like I've never heard of Moon Knight before. I've I've I only see a little bit of hype around it. Like I've only a handful of people are like, "Oh fuck yeah, Moon Knight!" Oh, dude. I'm like I knew nothing about this going in. How about you, Harrison? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I I absolutely had a great time uh, going to Moon Knight. I mean, you know, I sort of got in there and I was watching. It. I was like, "This is like a really cool, you know, interesting story about some guy who every now and then kind of loses time and his body's taken over by this weird, you know, like Egyptian sort of deity thing from another realm." And then he's going to fight this weird sort of rich bloke. And then uh, and then he got this deck of cards out. And he said, it's time to du- 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 duel. Um, and I was watching the wrong show, as it turns out. Uh, so then I had to go off, go on to Disney Plus and actually enjoy Moon Knight. It's pretty, it's pretty decent. It's not exactly Yu-Gi-Oh, but it's, it's close enough. It's got a lot of Egyptian stuff in it and being done by white people. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's kind of Yu-Gi-Oh. Let's see. Oh, so, okay. Actually, you know what? This is a great segue into this because I was actually very curious about this same thing, Harrison, is that what did you think about Oscar Isaac's accent? Which was, to me, I'm like, oh my God, this is horrible. Oh, really? Oh, like, okay. I, I was all right with it. I, I was okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because like, I was like, oh, to be fair, he does sound like a regular person. Like, uh, yeah, he sounded way more just like a regular guy you'd meet on the street. Um Better than the the usual sort of like oh yes hello, um so I've come here to England uh, to learn about the Egyptians yes yeah I get what you like what you've said before is how they all become Alfred like when an American tries to do a British accent they all become like Alfred or like doing like a a, a kind of an impression like that I get what you're saying I but to me I don't know it just seemed a little off and maybe that's just because I know what Oscar Isaac's normal speaking voice is like like I'm I'm so used to Poe mm. Dameron or like. You know that one character from Sucker Punch, or God, he was like, in he, Sucker Punch. Oh, God, yeah, I... he was he was that rapey nurse. <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah, I go back and watch that movie. You'll be like, "Holy crap, that's Oscar Isaac!" Ah. But I mean, maybe anyway. it's um, maybe it's I don't know something about Oscar Isaac, but I I didn't have that issue. But I thought maybe just because I don't associate that much with Oscar Isaac, even like I, I know he's Poe Dameron, but I was like. Do I remember anything about him as Poe Dameron? I'm like, not really. He's just kind of there. Um, yeah. A lot of the movies that he's in, he's just kind of there. Like, uh, I remember watching that Annihilation, the movie with Natalie Portman, and he's just sort of there um, to die, pretty much. It's a good movie, though. See, so, yeah, I've never actually seen that movie. I, I, need to, I need to check that out now. No, yeah, it's, it's like a Netflix movie. It's, 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 you won't be happy at the end of it, but it's really messed up. Hmm. All right, that's a that's a a ringing endorsement. I will check that out. <laughs> so yeah, but I don't know. To me, it just seemed like his accent was a little weird, and that's just 
to like I again because I know what Oscar Isaac's voice sounds like. It just seemed off to have him. Oh, you're selling brooms in front of my door. Okay, cool. It's like, uh, yeah, some bits, some bits like that are a bit odd. Like I'm just like I don't know quite what street he's living on in like really central London. It looks like that building that then has like a man selling brooms from a cart outside of his door. Let me see if I can get there. We go. Yeah, I'm like, I love how the guy's just like right outside his front door, and it makes the idea that he's always out there. I'm like, dude, you didn't say you haven't said anything to this guy. Come on, man. Yeah, no, it's it's a little odd that. Um, I this this is one of the few things like that is always a bit wrong in um in American things, and I can understand why because like you're never going to go to London and then go shoot in the place where people actually live. Because, like, you know, like, like the equivalent, I think what he does here is, like, the equivalent of, like, you know, sort of going, getting out of your awful apartment, like, in Times Square, you know, and then going to work. Like, he actually needs to be, like, living out in Hackney somewhere. Like, a good, like, 20-minute bus ride to work. <laughs> so, so okay, like, somewhere in, like, the countryside, almost. Well, no, or like, my... like, like, greater London. Like, the bits of London that no one ever takes a camera to. You know, you know, like, every city has, like, their different areas you know so like there's probably no one who's like in i don't know like bushwick or something you know like that like looking at just like the suburbs around brooklyn they're in the good parts of new york so this guy they've got him like living like it looks like he could walk to like leicester square from his house and that that means like he's like he's like you know near parliament I'm like, no, nah, that doesn't seem right. Okay, so I'm, I'm assuming that's like a, a really expensive part of uh, part of land to live on, or, like, or I don't know. Yeah, like, you know, like 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 it's all stores and stuff like that. Like no one's like living there. Does Mark does Mark have friend? No, Mister Action, he's like you. That's that's why I think you said he was your spirit animal. Is because no, he in fact does not have friends. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You have you have friends. You have a friend in the two of us. Yes, but but just the same though. Yeah, like this opening scene, like I talked about a little bit off air. How like uh like just the him missing his bus, him having that that uh guy in the front of his uh door, him like the weird thing of him shackling himself and putting like sand around his bed. I'm I'm like that whole it's just like an orgy of evidence that he is a depressed person and like his best friend is his goldfish. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it really does remind me of um the opening to Fight Club. This is like, you know, him like talking about buying his IKEA furniture and like I've started going to self-help groups and telling people I've got cancer. <laughs> yeah, like see that too. Same vibe, exactly. Like that the whole thing where he's like, I go to self-help groups and I just cry for no reason just because it makes me feel, you know, better about I'm like, dude, you're weird. And same thing for this guy. I'm like, bro, you are like I I like how his big ambition in life is trying to be like a tour guide. Yeah, it's it's interesting this. Like and like there's this whole thing where they show in the little montage of um, hi, welcome this. Uh, so yeah, welcome to staying awake. That he's reading up on Egyptian um, like law and history mm-hmm. in order to to keep himself awake. So I don't know what's come first, the sort of fascination with Egypt, or he's just like, eh, they're doing an Egypt exhibition at work. I guess I'll read up on that so that I don't fall asleep. I I would agree. Yeah, that see that I guess that makes sense. It. I, I don't know. Hmm. Wh- which one came from? Hmm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say because he's probably I, like we can get to this in a minute, but he's because this is probably not his main persona. I'm gonna say it probably was the reading first, and mm. then he then he started like, oh hey, I'm interested in this. Like, it, I don't that know. That would like, make sense to me. Yeah, and like it would make sense if there's some sort of the Moon Knight 
presence within him is like influencing his mind to think about Egyptian gods. Mm. Which so also, like, uh, yeah, which also I wanted to ask you about this. Is this like this little girl? Is this like a uh, not a god, but is this like a, a spirit or something? Because she does this really creepy thing where she's like, "So when you got rejected from the field of reeds, did it suck?" I'm like, and and there's this whole part where he's, well, I wouldn't. That doesn't make sense. I'm not dead. And then he gets cut off when he says, am I? And he's about to ask her, am I dead? And I'm like, that's a good question. Are you dead? Like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> it, like, it, it's it's a little odd. I did think that they put that question really weird. Because I, when I heard it, I thought the girl was just saying, like, and when, you know, if you were being judged, and when your, you know, heart is too heavy, is it bad? But like, yeah, the fact that she sort of says it in a way that he could misinterpret that she's saying specifically him. Mm-hmm. is odd i mean i assume that's it, it or, or like, you mean or you mean like when you got rejected like you is in like the second person okay i see what yes you're saying. yeah I, I think that's it yeah um whereas yeah he then immediately takes it as like oh you're talking about me i'm not dead and again that that could be a kind of good flash to actually like he knows that mark is in there mm-hmm. and that like you know that's part of that coming out is him going like oh i did die at some point Dude, that yeah, okay, that yeah, I suppose because apparently we t- again we talked about this off air, but apparently uh, he was I guess in in the actual Moon Knight comic books, his origin story is that he was a mercenary that was left for dead in the desert, like he was, and then he was found by a god, by an Egyptian god, mm. and like di- went all Scorpion King and like saved him and made him like his <laughs> servant. Oh, I, I love this real quick. Uh, my prediction is that Stephen took an Ambien once, and and that's how he became a sleepwalking Moon Knight. <laughs> yeah, actually, the sleepwalking is something that we need to mention in this because like i loved that beginning where it shows all the traps he set up for himself to either try and stop him from sleepwalking or so that he knows he has done it so that's why he's got the sand around the bed so we'll leave a footprint in it if he does get out of the shackles and then the tape on the door lets him know if he's gone mm-hmm. but the thing the thing that we're, i don't understand is that he immediately when he's at work Finds out that he has missing time. Yeah, like he finds out that this girl uh, went on. Like at, he asked this girl on a date, and then later on he also finds out. Uh, let me see what else. There was one other thing that he that he uh, did or didn't. Like I, I forget. Maybe maybe it's later on in the show that. Hmm. But yeah, but the, but there's definitely I think you're right. I think there are a couple of things. Yeah, where like it's just going. So okay, so you you lost time. So when did that happen? Oh. His fi- like there we go. His fish. That's another thing. Like in addition to him waking up in another part in another place, like he also he found a different fish in his bowl, like in its in his tank. He found out that apparently he'd lost two days. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, um, these weird time jumps. The fact that he didn't notice that he'd lost two days was a bit much for me because I'm like, dude, I I just just by looking at my notifications on my phone, I know what date it is. Exactly. Yeah, you pick your phone up and it says it right there on the screen. Uh, yeah. Sunday, Monday, too. But then again, you could argue that that he might just be a, a like absent-minded guy. Like he's even so, Jim, he shows up to work late because of his whole like insomnia thing. So you could just you could argue that the fact that he doesn't seem to sleep a lot makes him like kind of a little crazy. But they apparently don't notice him not coming into work for two days. It's another problem I have with this is that they're really riding him on this, like, oh, you you gotta get in, man. Like, you know, you're gonna lose your job. Yeah, this sucks. And then he loses two days and then comes back into work and they're like, Oh hey man, how are you? 
yeah right like i like yeah the ch uh his boss doesn't even mention the fact like the girl that he was going to go on a date with says like that he ghosted her for two days but his boss doesn't mention anything about that like he shows back up to work after that whole shootout and everything on the in the mountains and his boss says nothing like what did he just come to her and be like hey i need two sick days off or <laughs> yeah yeah basically like I mean, I mean, it it does suggest that he does do some things like that with the fact that he asked the girl out. So it, it honestly could have been, I suppose, that could have been like Mark setting it up, sort of Tyler Durden style. Mm -hmm. Also, yeah, Mister Action. They only get to say that once per per PG thirteen property. <laughs> they only get to say it once, and they're not going to waste it on on a stupid fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, like I, um, all right, so. I'm sorry, I had to. I had to just mention that real quick. Uh, go back to what you're saying, real quick. Uh, just yeah, perhaps like like he did. Mark was like there and uh, did set up this whole time off for him. Maybe that's okay. when Mark asked um, his coworker out. Yeah, because it's it makes the idea that Mark is a, is around when he's not. So although you think it's that people would find it weird that just suddenly he stops talking like he's British and just starts talking like an American. That's a good point. Yeah, presumably Mark is like putting the accent on, like to keep his cover, I guess, with Stephen's friends. See, see, yeah, it's weird. Like it makes the idea that, like, uh, see, and I, I like that idea. The thing that it says in the his origins is that he has dissociative uh, identity disorder, so it like multiple personalities. So mm. with that, I like the idea that his his some of his personalities or personas don't know who the others are. They don't. They're not aware of each other. Because, like, when we get to... Here, let's go ahead and go to the fight part. When he's trying to give him the scarab, like, uh, he like his arm doesn't open, like, his hand doesn't open, and he starts, like, walking away. He starts fighting back. And mm -hmm. arguably, that, that might be Mark taking control. Yes. And he doesn't realize it. And then later on, like, when he fights, he wakes up, like, he wakes up with a gun in his hand. Or, like, he wakes up with all those guys, like, uh, crowded or, or, you know, on the ground around him. And he doesn't realize... like. My thought is that it, they, the two of them don't actually realize that the that the other is there until the very end when they start talking. Yeah, I I don't know quite how it works because like the voice that he hears that is doesn't seem to be Mark; it's someone else. Yeah, it's like the, the voice. I don't know whether the voice the voice seems to be aware of both of them, and I don't know whether the voice it sounds like the voice has told Mark about Stephen. Yeah, I so I'm guessing the voice is supposed to. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here and guess that's the the moon god, uh, Ganashu or uh, oh yeah, yeah, Konshu, Konshu, Konshu. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that's uh that's the moon god Konshu, and which also want to talk about that for a second. How badass if I can find where where it was. Oh yeah, how, that Dark Souls boss that just turns up at one point, like. It goes straight horror movie for a second, and that's kind of awesome. Yeah, it definitely is one of the better things about this. And um, I, when I was watching it, uh, my girlfriend, uh, Rue, pointed out that uh, she said it's an exceptionally dreamlike show. It really kind of gets across the feeling of being in a dream and like how disconnected things are. Uh, oh, damn it. I'm, I'm trying my <laughs> best to, find, to get to stop it on there, but whatever. You guys get the <laughs> You saw yeah. him. But yeah, like it is very dreamlike. It's it's weird how, like, one minute he's in one spot and the next minute he's all, and then he, and the, like he's all gone and then suddenly there's a gun in his hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't See, do so I, I, wanted, I wanted to do something clever, but I did actually realized I don't have actually a gun or anything like a gun in my in my general vicinity. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> so, so yeah, but you guys get the point. Uh, yeah, milk toast. I like that too. That whole chase scene where he's in the cupcake truck and wake me up for you go. I love that. Yeah, I I don't know. I wasn't so sure on that. I, this that's the only part of this show, um, really that I had a problem with. I, although that was kind of funny. But most of the most of the show, I just didn't find any of it very funny, and I didn't think that was a problem. It didn't need to be funny, to be honest. But it did feel like the show was trying to be funny all the time. Especially with Mark's lines, like Mr. Action said one about one of them, like what the fish when he notices that it, that his fish has changed when uh like he t- uh let me see. The, like just the weird like I, I would say I would say the weird stuff that he like the weird lines that he does and the weird kind of like when he's when he's talking to his boss and she's like, Hey, if this is an interview or this is like one of your weird auditions to be a, a tour guide, it's not gonna work. I I don't care. Oh, well, that's actually really crushing. <laughs> Like that kind of stuff, like how he stops mid sentence just to tell her how like devastated he is by that. Like that yeah. kind of stuff is like, okay, dude, you're trying to be you're, like it's over. You're trying to be overly funny. Yeah, it's that. I don't find any of it that amusing. I think for me, I know it's like a personal taste thing. Like I am sick of that sort of awkward kind of um, almost like Ben Stiller, Ricky Gervais kind of thing where it's just somebody who just keeps talking, you know, they'll just keep talking and digging themselves a hole. Oh, I don't know why I said it like that. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, I suppose. Oh, right. I don't find it funny. I've never found it funny. All right. There was a couple parts that I found funny. Like for example, when uh, the guy, when he tells, like when he realizes that, uh, that Mark is in the, in the crowd and he speaks mm. in Egyptian and all the crowd drops and he's just like, Oh, bollocks. And he, and he drops with, I'm like, that's, that was like, some of that stuff was kind of funny. That stuff was quite good. I actually think that a lot of the character I quite like, I think that uh, Oscar Isaac does a really good job of being like a bumbling, awkward, like English guy who's accidentally got stuck in an adventure. He doesn't know how to do. Yeah. I like, I, that's one thing. It's funny. He throws the gun and the guy even meant, did he just throw the gun? I don't know what I'm <laughs> doing here. Like that was, that was a pretty good one. And I, I get what you're saying. Like he does kind of play that, like, I'm going to say that Mr. Bean almost character, like where it's like, dude, you're, you're just a bumbling idiot. Like, what are you doing here? Yeah. He, I think he does it quite well. I, I enjoy it. And I think actually Oscar Isaac, we already know that he can pull off the, the hard ass, you know, kind of cool dude bit. So it's oh, kind of yeah. cool that like he's actually succeeded quite well at being the the meek version of uh, Stephen. I would agree, and and I although although I cannot wait until we get to see what actually happens because like I said, when we get to see all those guys are surrounding him, the next thing you know, it snaps and they're all on the ground, and he's just all sitting there with bloody fists. I want to see what happened in between that part. <laughs> I want to see the mark parts. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of I'd love it if uh, it got a bit like um, Boondock Saints, and like we could have like people turn up just in the aftermath of where he was, and then we see them like rebuild what happened. Mm. You see, yeah, like if we get to see in the next show or the next episode, like him doing, uh, you know, like it, we get to see what happened in between, like or for his last time, like the two days, whatever. We get to see him like hitting on the the girl at the at the uh, museum. We get to see him. You know, you know, whatever the two days were that he stood her up and he was uh, and he was traveling to this other place, like which also I don't know where this, you know, where he is right right here in this scene. It, I don't think I, it ever tells us. I think he's he's somewhere where they speak German. Um, is is what I could get because like the all the signs and things were in German. You know, so die Beckerei and uh, 
Uh, oh, there was another German thing that I saw. But yeah, basically, somewhere. So it could be like, that basically means it's like a bunch of Europe. It could be Austria, it could be parts of Belgium, it could be um, uh, Germany, obviously. Mm -hmm. Here, hang on a second. Mr. Action says something really cool uh, that I, I looked up. Uh, says he does prefer the suit and tie conchu, but this one looks really cool. So I looked that mm. up and give me one second. Suit and tie conchu. Yeah, and as it turns out, that's this dude. Which I think that actually looks <laughs> it's still the it's still the creepy bird skull, but I like how he's actually wearing a white suit. Like that actually would be kind of cool to see. <laughs> yeah, the Justin Timberlake conchu. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so we'll hear what do you think about these transitions when we that one we just saw where he like uh flipped out for a second there. Where it's like it, it like flashes in and out, and the next thing you know, he's he's in a different plate. Like I think that's kind of, that's actually kind of awesome to, how they do that. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. I I really like that. I'm trying to think. I'm sure I've seen a few stories do things like this before because I always like it. I always like these kind of hopping around, like you know, um, not knowing what's happening. I mean, obviously, yeah, like Memento kind of has that. Um, what are the movies where people forget stuff? There's loads of movies where people forget stuff. Uh, yeah, like Memento is probably the most famous one. Yeah, obviously but... Fight Club as well. Like you know, Fight Fight Club. The the reveal of um <laughs> the fact that he is Tyler Durden is the most wonderful thing. Um, just the fact that it's inspired so many people to just go, sir, every now and then, just to freak someone out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it's funny that I've never heard, I've never seen that part, but I think the funniest thing to come out of that is you don't talk about Fight Club, like just people losing their <laughs> shit when you start talking. It's like, bro, you don't talk about Fight Club. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I agree. It's kind of cool to see those transitions of like the different, uh, like the lost time, and like see him like go from one from one position to the next. Like we see him like one minute he's in bed. The next minute, he's sitting there with like a busted jaw, and he's in the middle of like the grass field, and and then again, like after after this whole sequence and everything, he finally ends up back in his bed again, and it's it's like it, the whole thing never happened. And I thought that was actually a really cool thing too, because it also plays the idea for him at least: is this is any of this real? Is he just crazy? Yeah, I I think it does that so well. Um, oh, milk toaster pastry is not happy. <laughs> just keep my fight club out of your mouth. Oh no, you're yeah, about to get slapped by Krang. Big old, big old uh, fan of Fight Club over here. But you best you fucked up. You you broke the first two rules. <laughs> see, you see what I'm saying? People can't can't shut up about that shit. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think it's funny. You know what's actually kind of weird about this whole thing is that I noticed that first two is like the when when his when in uh. The screen went on his fish. I noticed that right away. I'm like, wait a minute, that's not a Nemo fish. Yeah, I, I thought that. I was kind of saw it coming because um, I was like, there's going to be something to let him know that he's lost time. Because I was like, well, he's he's just gone to Europe, so he's definitely lost some time, like a couple of days or something. Mm. But yeah, I just thought that was really awesome. Like, I I liked that, and, and it was just it was a subtle thing that I I just noticed right away, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's not the same fit. And then I like how they actually became the whole thing. Is holy crap, my fish has a second fin. How the hell does that work? He should like the, the other thing is like, given how much he takes care of that fish, he should be better to that fish. Like for one, there should probably be another fish in there with it. Also, you shouldn't <laughs> be feeding it sprinkles from a freaking candy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's a pretty obvious one. 
Like, I like how he walks up, he tries to feed the second fish. Well, you're definitely not like Jasper or whatever the hell his name is, his fish's name was, or Gus or something like that. I don't know what he, what he named his fish, but Gus, yeah. Gus sounds more like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, but I like, I don't know, but he's like, you're definitely not my fish. And I'm like, yeah, maybe you killed your fish by feeding it candy. See, you, but that's so that he's a good point. He lost all that time, but he was still restrained, and the, and the tape was on the door. That means that Mark, the the other persona, took him back in there, relayed all the sand, put the percent. <laughs> that means he did all of that and and like put it all back the way it was to complete the illusion that he had been sleeping that whole time. I do get a feeling that like he did that, like Mark did that all the time. Like, man, this goddamn fucking asshole got to put his fucking sand back, otherwise he's gonna be a whole bitch about it. Man, fucking shit. <laughs> It's like he's gonna flip his shit, and then I'm gonna—I'm not gonna be able to do this again. And God damn it, he's gonna be talking about it all fucking day if I don't goddamn change it over. I'll put your tape back, you asshole. <laughs> I, I like how Mister Action put. It's also in a blender cup, which shows his loser. So I don't—I don't know about that. I, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's just the only thing. Like, well, maybe that's the loser part. Is that's the only thing he had? That's the only container he had to put his fish in. But, yeah, it's, that's a little weird. Yeah, and milk toast. Did he take the the fish to a uh, pet shop in a blender? Yes, he did. <laughs> if they weren't going to take it back, he was going to he was going to make calamari. <laughs> I think I think my problem with um, like him losing time and the whole sleep thing is that basically because he knows he's sleepwalking and stuff is happening at night, like and he's do, you know doing enough that he's listening to podcasts and things to try and figure out how to stay awake. I feel like he should know better. Like he should be able to spot the signs. Like, like the bit when he's like, okay, so I've clearly got a different fish. And when she's like, well, you were in here yesterday. And he's like, I wasn't in here yesterday. I was like, oh, maybe you were. Because, because you do that, don't you? You walk around and you forget it. So maybe you yeah. did that. And you lost time the other day. Like, again, with the whole date thing. And I like how after all of this, like he goes on this whole thing with his fish, has the whole uh, nonsense rigmarole with the guys in the mountains, like shooting at him and in the car and all that. And then he completely forgets. Like at this, at this moment, he's like, oh yeah, I have a date. Crap. (laughs) (laughs) Which that's not to say that any of those things, that a date is more important than, you know, people trying to kill you. But just this, I just think it's funny that after all of this, he's lost all this time and he's, he's like coming to like terms with the fact that he's like, there's cognitive dissonance. (laughs) And then he realizes, oh shit, I have a date. I better go. I think the only thing that sort of saves it for me is I, I do think the show does a very good job of like showing that he's actually a man who's kind of having a breakdown. Like, mm. and, 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 and to be fair, it sort of makes sense, even with the fact that he is genuinely, you know, like possessed by an ancient Egyptian superhero or whatever. Like, it, it does show, like, well, even if that was true, that still might drive you insane because <laughs> you like never, your body would never get sleep. You'd be constantly I- exhausted. I mean, that's a good point. Yeah, if you think about it, he might he probably never get sleep because when he goes to sleep as, uh, as uh, what's his name? Damn it. It's, uh, yeah, so Steven. As Steven, there we go. And when he goes to bed to sleep as Steven, he wakes up as Mark. So yeah, there there is no sleep there. His brain never goes to bed. Yeah, yeah. And it's and again, like it's a whole thing in Fight Club where they're talking about insomnia and how like when you don't sleep, like the kind of real world doesn't become real anymore. Like you forget what's like not a dream and what's in your head. Yeah, like uh, the two yeah. start to kind of blend together, and yeah, I think they do that really well in this because some at some points you're like, okay, is this is this part a dream? Is this part real? How much of this are we actually like? Experience is he actually experiencing? Yeah, mm-hmm. like 
there are lots of people in this first episode who really like kind of failed in their duty of care to just being a decent person not going hey man are you okay <laughs> like like no one goes like dude you seem really off like like look how caved in his eyes look right in this in just this shot alone look how caved in his eyes look i'm like yeah just yeah like, that is like bro are you sleeping all right <laughs> also like how long did he wait before he called her that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, he probably, like, it, it makes the idea that he was sitting there for, like, an hour or something. Because the guy walks by, are you still waiting for someone, sir? Like, oh, like some French some French waiter. Ooh. Miltos said something very interesting. Does anyone else think his mom doesn't exist? I no. did think that. I thought no. that. No. We have not heard the mom's voice. Every time he calls her, it's a, hey, mom, I'm just let, just calling to let you know, just checking in. And, like, no, it's, it's a, mom doesn't exist. Yeah. Like. And you'd think after a while, you'd think he'd start to worry. He's like, "Why is my mom not calling me back? Like, why is she not sent a text message or something?" Yeah, and I think um, we discussed it a bit off air. I am suspecting that these aren't the only personalities he has in this show. He's going to have more personalities than just Mark and Stephen. Oh, dude! If the next episode st- uh, starts up with him waking up and not as Stephen, as like somebody else, is like. I, I think in the here, let me see if I, I still have it. Yeah, here we go. So apparently another one of his is uh identities is a cab driver called Jake Lockie or Lockley. So if we have that pop up, I think it'd be kind of interesting to to have like the next episode he's driving a cab, or the next episode after that, maybe he's a homeless dude. Maybe he's a you know, just g- give him like a bunch of different or and then eventually show us Mark as the like, you know, the billionaire. Yeah, yeah. And then we can just sort of have like uh a bit more explanation of this and because uh, like i i agree I, I don't think his mom exists i think he's a personality in all of this life is kind of fake mm-hmm. was it moon knight as one of his personalities yes well misdirection that already happened that spoilers but that happened at like the, <laughs> ve- the very very end right here which i really did love that scene like it was short but it was kind of cool to see like that thing jumping like that weird jackal thing jump in there and then in- instantly you start hearing it moan and, and then it tries to run away only to have him. I'm like, bro, that was probably one of the coolest scenes and I wish it was longer. I, I do love this. And like um, this costume that done for him, it's one of the more superhero costumes we've seen in a while. You know, like it looks like a more kind of classic superhero. We're not getting capes like that in so many costumes these days. Mm-hmm. It was really cool to see. That, that cape kind of reminds me of the spawn cape, which is with how long and flowing it is. Yeah. I wish it, if it was like doing all that wavy shit, it would absolutely be spawn. Oh, that'd be so cool. God, we need a spawn show. Why is there no spawn? I, uh, right. There was a spawn show back in the 90s. That was at Cartoon. I, yeah, uh, I remember. I remember the days of catching that on satellite TV late at night. Those are the days. David Keith, man. Uh, if we, if we ever scared and slightly aroused. I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so, well i yeah i know you already watched it mr action i wasn't i wasn't talking to you i was talking <laughs> if you would already if you didn't already watch it you'd be gone now i know how you roll also it was it was asked that was kind of off screen i agree i agree it, i wish it was on screen more and i wish it was longer but i'm willing to bet the next episode we'll probably see more of that yeah i i kind of liked how they did it in this episode where like they they sort of gave us a good like uh, build up to like the action we're gonna see. You know, they suggest it and they suggest it. So they they kind of hyped us up for actually seeing Moon Knight in action. 
a good question. Okay, when was the last time you saw Super? But, but uh, besides DC, because those are obvious. That, that's it. Yeah, like because you obviously we had the Batman to be the latest cape in a movie, but Homelander, boom. Yeah, the boys. Because I, I can't think of like any of the Shazam is oh you know, against DC. DC, yeah, like uh, DC characters, they all most of them have capes. I mean, that's just kind of how it goes. Oh, so I suppose Doctor Strange has a cape. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think Sp- uh, Spider Man in What If? Uh, he had Doctor Strange's cape. Vision had a cape. Oh yeah, Vision does have a cape. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Thor and Wonder a- Woman. Uh, Wonder Wonder Woman. Wanda. Oh yeah, yeah. Wanda, uh, Scarlet Witch. Yeah, she has a cape. I'm like, a lot of superheroes have capes, just not like this one. Like, th- yeah, like- this is like a real classic Batman superhero, like stupid cape, and I love. Yeah, it. like flows over the shoulder. You can feel, you feel like it could cover his entire body if he were to stand the right way. Even the hood as well. Like the hood is so like with its big like Assassin's Creed point up here. Like, I don't know. It's, oh. it's a little bit more costumey than a lot of. Uh, Superhero costumes have been. Wonder what? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I think it's because like my head was going. Oh yeah, it's like I thought Wonder Vision. It was like it's like Wonder something, and I was like, who is it? I don't know. She's she's a woman, Wonder Woman. It, it's cool. I got you. But yeah, but see, you know, what also I I love is that this shot right here is the exact freaking uh, shot that we talked about like months ago in the in like there was a leak that about this. All right. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like you might remember that. Like it was one of those like off. All right, guys, just to pad out the episode, here's a picture of this. And I do I remember. Just, yes, I think it's funny how we we were absolutely right. Like everyone was like, "That's fake." It's like, nope, that's it's right there. there it's it a really is. good costume. I love the. I haven't seen anyone do like mummies in a cool way in a while, and this is so cool. That's yeah. I was gonna say the design very much looks like he's wrapped in in like rags and stuff, like, like a mummy. Like that looks really, really. I hope that, that we get to see some stuff like that, where he like he attacks a dude and like rags or like you know bandages or something roll off of his arm or something like that, go all oh, Kratos style. Cool. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Oh, man, there's so much potential for this, and I think the fact is like I see my my only problem was is that we didn't get enough Moon Knight. We didn't get enough of this. We got mm. a lot of Mark. We got a lot of Steven. We got like we got a really cool scene at the end here where the two of them are talking to each other. So. I think it's cool. We're gonna probably gonna see a bit of that of Oscar Isaac talking to himself. Oh, actually, that's a good point. The the stuff they do with reflections in this show is really good because sometimes they put it in when you're not like paying attention, and mm. like the reflections will be doing something different to what Oscar Isaac's doing. It's really good. That that's a good point. See, I want to go back and watch this episode, and when like when the series is done, I gotta go watch it, like binge it all again, and w- look at every mirror, or every like water reflection, or everything like that, and see if it does something different when he's walking over it or he's walking next to it. Yeah, because how cool would that be to have him like you know he looks this way, and we we're, we're all watching him, but like in the mirror, it looks the other way or it walks off the other direction, and we just didn't notice it. Yeah, because there's one bit that definitely happens where he's, he's next to that um, display case. You see it like behind him, and his sh- his reflection stays longer than he does. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. See stuff like that. I think would be really cool to see. And it, and if we find ways to do that where it's like subtle, where he's like, "You didn't even notice it." <laughs> I, I mean, I always love that shit. Like, like you know, you find those videos of the ten things you didn't notice, and what, and because it's those things, it's like that little tiny detail. Like those little details that you don't you don't even have to notice, but it's the fact that they they wanted to put it in there to begin with, just because it's just it adds to the story subtly. 
Yeah, like like the day that you learn that um, that van, the Pizza Planet van, is in every Pixar movie. Exactly. Or like, I'm, I'm going to say uh, for me, it's like the in Watchmen, like in the Watchmen movie, how yeah. uh, fucking comedian he has like a, a picture of uh, Silk Spectre on his lighter. And it's only there for like a second, but in every shot that that lighter is that you can actually see that that, that it's on there. Oh. Like oh, it's, that's it's, good it's yeah, it's, it's uh, some of Zack Snyder's best work. We gotta, we gotta do a watch party for that at some point. But uh, anyway. Let's see. So Milto's saying, fun fact, those glowing white eyes are actually Oscar Isaacs and not CGI. <laughs> I see. So like they actually like have to CGI his regular eyes on in every movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, see, <laughs> that that is the is the CGI. That is m- remarkable right there. Yeah, it's why, some of the best work. Which is why, guys, we should all we should we should all get a petition going. Oscar Isaac for Batman. Because if his eyes are are like that, he could tr- truly be the one actual bat- guy who gets the Batman eyes right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here, I wanted to ask you about this, like, uh, like the, the the part we've kind of been glossing over, the Ethan Hawke of it all. <laughs> what did, What did you think of Ethan Hawke and his weird, like, Jim Jones, like? Uh, freaking cult style like I, I don't even know what i i dig it like i love this kind of stuff i love like weird villains like yeah cult leaders are a fun villains because they're just strange that whole scene right at the beginning of the show where he puts broken glass in his sandals yes oh, what the was hell so was cool. See, I I knew instantly. I'm watching this. I'm like, this is gonna be Harrison's thing. He's gonna think this is like he's gonna be all about. But I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Like, he drinks water from the glass, smashes it, and then puts the the stuff in his shoes and starts walking. I'm like, what are you doing, you crazy motherfucker? Yeah, I, that was I was doing that whole thing. I was like, I was like, what is the significance of drinking the water? What does that do to the spell? Is it indeed water? Mm. Like, yeah, apparently, Mister Action loved that. He thought it was the best moment. I'm like, I. I think this is very weird. This is like Quentin Tarantino style, like directing right here. Like, let's get a, let's get a super up close shot of your feet, and then we're gonna put your you, like you're gonna put your shoes on, and they're gonna go walk out. I'm like, cool, Yo, Ethan. Man. I, I want to look at your feet, Ethan. Ethan, let me show you to your feet. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I thought I dug it. Um, and I, I hope, yeah, I'll be interested to see what explanation we get for that at some point. But like his whole thing, where he's just got this weird kind of magic thing going on i quite like he does remind me a bit too much of um the villain from iron man 3 the yeah the the fake mandarin yeah well, well i don't I f- or forget the, the actor's name um but yeah the explodey man yeah yeah this extremist dude yeah, because because him because doesn't he have a cane as well? And I, I think it might just be I just get the actors mixed up. I keep thinking it's like the same guy. You go, oh yeah, here's the same dude. And it's like, oh no, apparently that's Ethan Hawke. <laughs> nice shots fired. Ethan Hawke says Hawke is perfect for this. Great casting. He probably believes this stuff even without having to read having read the script. <laughs> like Ethan Hawke's just sitting there, like you've been judged by our goddess. Like just in, his, <laughs> in his spare time. <laughs> Hopefully the whole show. Oh, go ahead. I was just saying to be fair, I do like Ethan Hawke. Like I I'm quite glad to see him. I do have to admit sometimes he is just a man who I get confused with um Kevin Bacon and then get a bit a little bit upset. 
Because <laughs> I go, oh, cool, Kevin Bacon's in this. Oh, no, it's Ethan Hawke. Oh, no, it's okay. So, I like Training Day. Uh, that, that's pretty much like the, the one movie off the top of my head I can tell you that Ethan, uh, Hawke, that Ethan Hawke was good in. He did, um, oh, what's the horror movie with all the uh, the homemade films that he watches? Oh, I can't, it's not Insidious, uh, similar thing like that. It's, it's like Malevolent. No, Malevolent? No, that's something else. I, I know I know of a, a one movie like that. It's uh, Rec or like REC, whatever. That's yeah, like they, well, they, that's yeah, like the Spanish, the Spanish zombie movie, I think, that one. Um, this one is like where he finds these like uh, movies made by kids that killed their families. Oh, fun and times. it's yeah, and it's because like the boogeyman is making them do that. But he's very good in that, and he's quite good in uh, Daybreakers, um, a vampire movie with Willem Dafoe. Okay, yes, I have seen that. Uh, I, f- I forgot he was in that. God, it's I, think, been a... I think that's Ethan Hawke. Yeah, no, that is, and it's the and it's the other. Uh, yeah, it's Ethan Hawke, Willem Dafoe, and the uh, the guy who played. Uh, Dr. Grant from uh, freaking Jurassic Park. It was just, like that's like his dad or like the leader of the yeah. vampires. Or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah. I could. I can. Yeah. Uh, I can never remember his name either. <laughs> that, that dude who is in uh, Event Horizon. Yes. Oh, exactly. You know, remember you remember movies he was in, but not his name. That, that, that's how it always is. I, I never remember anyone's name, but I know what they were in. <laughs> and apparently, Milk Toast. He says that's just how Hawk gets ready to run to the store for a for a pack <laughs> of lunch <laughs> strikes. <laughs> <laughs> just gotta put some glass in my shoe what what a way to like quit smoking that would be it's like if, if you want to get some smokes you gotta put the glass in your shoe see so, yeah, i really i really hope it's like some it's gonna be revealed to be some like i oh actually here let me put it this way i i feel like it's what it's gonna be is that oh this is some kind of ritual something that my goddess made me do or something like blah blah blah, blah. but i really hope that's just like something he just likes to do it's like that's his version of insoles is just putting glass in his shoe. <laughs> just something I got into, you know. Like I did it by accident once. Turns out I liked it. Yeah. See, I'm into pain. Don't don't kink shame me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mr. Action says he hopes that the entire show or the whole show is like this. Like he wants to have some culty magic stuff going on with all these weird people that should not be speaking Egyptian, but somehow no. <laughs> I agree. I I also and you're probably not surprised. I completely want it to be like this all the way through as well. And the, it was interesting when uh, he tries this whole uh, judgment balance trick with Mark. He does the whole this chaos inside you. Yeah. Thing. So I wanted to ask that. Like, apparently, ac- according to uh, Ethan Hawke's character, I, Ar- Arthur. Uh, so yeah, he can that scale tattoo that he has on his on his hand. It can it like using the power of their goddess. He can check into your future, your past, like basically your entire existence. And see if you're good or evil. Like, and from that, that decides whether or not where you get to go in the afterlife, and then also whether or not you get to live. Period. So I like. So I wonder, what does that mean? Is like with Mark? Is that like there's chaos, and does that mean like some of his personas are good and some are evil, and some like? Yeah, I, I think that's it. I think it's like he can't be judged because there's like too many souls in him or something. Which that'd be a cool way to go about it too. Is that if he's if in fact that he doesn't have multiple personalities, he has multiple souls in his inhabiting his body. Uh, I, I have to tell you, this keeps getting slightly too close to Yu Gi Oh for my liking. If like he has to win this all by trusting in the heart of the cards, I'm going to be a bit upset. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, that's a good point. If he starts wearing a Millennium Puzzle, then we then we know we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I think the reason I bring it up is because I think like that 
ending that you get in like that first season of Yu-Gi-Oh, where like he has to switch between his personalities, like in order to win, is such a cool thing to do with like a multiple personality character. I'd love to see something like it in Moon Knight. I didn't even think. My God, I didn't even think about that. That yes, in order to it, like he's a he's a wimp until he becomes like a badass, and then suddenly out of nowhere, like like yeah, you're right. He has to have like he has to call on the other personality to win fights. Yeah, <laughs> it's an Egyptian thing. There's a, there's a whole thing of like these gods and goddesses and shit. I'm like, oh fuck, it's Yu Gi Oh. <laughs> yeah, if his hair like just got bigger, like when he transformed, it'd just be Yu Gi Oh. Oh my god! I think you just <laughs> like I don't know if you just made it better or worse for me, Harrison. <laughs> I, I, I can't decide if I like it either. But I, yeah, you, you spend the whole show watching him just going. But what about Grandpa? I need to get the Exodia cards for Grandpa. <laughs> Yeah, see if it, well that's that's what his mom is. <laughs> like he his mom is his oh no, mom's in a coma. I need to go get all the cards to save her. Her soul is off in, in the shadow realm. <laughs> oh my god. If there's a shadow Okay, there we go. If there's a shadow realm, then you know that there's coincidence and then there's flat out plagiarism. <laughs> I think it'll be fun. I we need to get like someone to do like a little video edit of like Moon Knight killing that weird jackal demon thing, and then the life points sound just ticks down. I know. Oh my god! You know, you know what's sad is I really liked Hugo as a child, <laughs> but oh, yeah, it, it took it took growing up to realize how lame it actually was. And, uh, yeah, I think I think Yu Gi Oh lost me when I realized how much money I'd spent on it. Oh, dude, I I wish I had spent. I wish I had kept all the money. I all the cards I'd spent. Because apparently those like blue eyes white dragons cards, those things. Oh, holy crap! Hey, we have salacious room. What's up, salacious? How you doing? Uh, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Let us know what you thought of Moon Knight if you watched it yet. If not, well then, sorry for yeah. the spoilers. I hope but, you have watched it, salacious. But yeah, just real quick. It's uh, what's I was I, I whatever. I lost my train of thought. Let's go back to Moon. Let's go so back to something Moon Knight. about Yu Gi Oh. <laughs> Either way, it wasn't Moon Knight. Yeah, no, it's something about it's it's set. Oh, there we go. I wish I'd kept all those cards because apparently those blue eyes white dragons cards are worth like fucking like a hundred, almost two hundred bucks each if you have like the original ones. Uh yeah. Uh, cards are such a sad, sad story. <laughs> if if you're into trading cards, guys, either be really into it or just give it up now. Yeah, just don't. So yeah, but the reason we're talking about this, uh, Salacious, if you since you just dropped in, is that we found out and the horrible, horrible truth that Moon Knight is in fact just Yu-Gi-Oh for it's Marvel's Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, yeah, it might be. <laughs> everyone thought we were getting Marvel Batman. No, it turns out we were getting Marvel Yu-Gi-Oh because, yeah, the different personas, the fact that it's uh, the Egyptian shit, the, the whole thing of like the, the his two personas have entirely different voices from each other, <laughs> and no one seems to notice. Yeah, exactly. He changes into Mark, and suddenly it's like, oh yeah, no, he, American accent. He's that's normal. <laughs> we uh, we just saw the the um, living statue dude. That was like one of the funniest scenes. I actually liked that. It was kind of cute. The idea oh, of like how going like, and like emptying your heart out to a living statue <laughs> <laughs> to a guy who you know is not going to say anything. Well, like, it's kind of cool because like he makes sure that those people pay, and he like takes a picture for them. So I guess like you know. He helps out in a way, and he pays the dude for his time afterwards as well. See, that's that's true. But I, how weird is that? Like paying a gargoyle. 
<laughs> like I get that it's a, we know we understand it's an actual human being right there, but that is like the weirdest freaking thing that he can do is just sit there and be like, "Oh, so you know what? If I'm gonna get a girlfriend, I should probably stop chaining myself to my bed." Like you are giving your this dude who never asked any of your life story like the most like intimate details about your life. I'm like, bro, this poor guy. It did it. I'm not gonna lie, it did occur to me like it's not a bad shout. Like if you just need someone to talk to for a minute. <laughs> like you know if the samaritans won't take your calls anymore go find a living statue and talk to them see you know what's messed up is i'm worried about how many people are going to go out there like austin or La- or las vegas or you know new york and find those people who do the living statue thing and do exactly this now they're gonna just be like all right you know what fuck it i saw it on tv i'm gonna go do it i'm gonna go talk to a living statue until they get annoyed enough to tell me to shut the fuck up <laughs> I quite like uh, Mr. Action did say the difference uh, are the main characters of Yu-Gi-Oh have friends and lovers yeah that, that's what, that's depressing when, when Yugi Moto is more popular than this guy <laughs> uh, best friend yeah so Milk Toast Pastry uh, he says that same thing these guys his best friends are a, st- a silent statue a fish and his mom's voicemail machine I, I'm. This could be a fun time. We should like find out that's his own voicemail he's been calling. Oh, dude. See how messed up would that be? Like, who has he been calling then? Like it, during that call, he actually also said, "Like, oh, I got a postcard from you, or I got the, I got the postcard." I'm like, who is sending him mail for, from his mother? I'm guessing he's actually calling the cell phone that's in his, um, in his flat because you know he had all those different like oh we know that we know who they were from because he picked up the phone to that woman hmm, hmm. so i get the, i get the feeling that he just goes to other countries sends himself a post a postcard from his mother and then goes back to england and is like oh look mom <laughs> sent me a postcard <laughs> uh, like, traveling across the world that is like the most and that, that in itself is an even more depressing thing than like than the life we see him as have as steven oh like, actually Joe, I just think about it. Saw Salacious uh, saying, uh, I liked it. Isaac did a good job. Stephen was sweet. But uh, Salacious, uh, you and Bob, can you tell us, what did you think of his accent? Were you happy with it? I was all right with it. Yeah, see, Salacious says the same thing as well. I wonder who his mum is. Must be him. (laughs) (laughs) His (laughs) mum. Yeah, Uh, you Brits and monkey lizards. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh so yeah milk toast who is layla uh that's a good question actually let's go ahead and talk about that because like in his phone he it shows that he has like a thousand freaking calls from this layla uh, and you're right also he finds that you're right he has the other cell phone and uh oh, yeah he's got this key that he hasn't used yet hasn't he yeah is that is that a car key or is, or i that... guess it was like a safe deposit key or something I love it, Mister. Good job. What are you twelve? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Layla? Your mom. <laughs> That's our admin <laughs> telling people their mom in the in the chat. Uh, so, oh, so to come back to his other comment, so Mark does have hoes because <laughs> earlier he said that he was holeless, and in fact, no, Mark does have hoes. Uh, he doesn't has, count as a hoe if you are that deep in the friend zone. He, he well, has... to be fair, she's coming after him, I suppose. Yeah, see? She's calling him. He's not... Like, he ain't playing no game. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm letting and... her wait. 
Misdirection. Also, she ho singular. <laughs> no, but <laughs> Layla at misdirection. I, I'm, I'm, yeah, yes, Mister. Yes, milk toast. Layla is your mom. That's what he. That's what he was saying. Is that <laughs> Layla was your mom? Uh, uh, but anyway, so yeah, I'm I'm assuming that Layla is going to be like because she talks to Mark and or she talks to him and she's like, hey, Mark, what happened to you? Like, what's going on? And what's with that accent? So I'm assuming that she's like one of his, uh, you know, vigilante buddies or like because if if they're playing it off that Mark is all, is still a uh, mercenary, the, the, and I think later on when he, when Arthur goes and sees him, he says the same thing. He's like, or he, like, or uh, when, yeah, when he wakes yeah. up in that when he wakes up in that in the culty uh, uh, place. He like the guy says like oh you mercenary scum like I'm not a mercenary I'm a, I'm a tour or I'm a guy I'm a, I worked at the gift shop in London. Yeah, meeting. you're right. He does go on mercenary. Yeah, y- yeah. Yes, so I'm presuming yeah, Layla's going to be another mercenary, like part of his crew or something. Probably his girlfriend. I'm I'm going to go out there if I know anything about about TV shows and and Marvel. I'm going to say that this is probably his love interest. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. She's the love interest. And- and even more so, if I'm if I'm gonna be a betting man, bet you she's gonna be pretty hot. <laughs> 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 like she'll be like bizarrely hot for the kind of shit we're gonna see her doing. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> which is which is uh, has nothing to do with any has no bearing on anything. But I'm just like, watch, we're gonna see her like take picking up a fucking M16, fucking shooting all kinds of dudes, being all John Wick and shit. And it's gonna be like, wait a minute. Yeah, that hair is gonna stay perfect gift shopist he's a gift shopist yeah <laughs> see that, that's why they saw like like that whole like oh i'm a gift shopist i'm like was that supposed to be funny i don't i don't know if i'm supposed to be laughing at this or just like whether i'm just supposed to kind of be sick of him <laughs> like, like yeah i'd hate him too if he spoke like that to me all the time i mean He's just like, yeah, like that whole neurotic thing. I, again, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say it's super, we're used to Oscar Isaac as more tougher, like kind of badass roles. That yeah. when we see him being all like, oh, um, I, I, you know, I'm just a little gift shopist, you know, that's nothing. Spe-. Like when you see him go all Hugh Grant on us. <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah, very Hugh Grant. Yeah. Yeah, he gets he gets all stuttery and, and British. <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> there's no other way I can, I can put it. Yeah. Uh, a milk toast. That's a good. I like that. Salacious rum is my favorite cocktail. <laughs> and Mister Action says he's not relatable. Well, Mister Action, was he relatable to begin with? I don't. <laughs> I, now, I don't know much about you, Mister Action, but I don't think that you were like a thirty-something-year-old man living in London, working at the British Museum, <laughs> who has insomnia and multiple personality disorders. So, if this was if this was uh, relatable to you, then I've got to say you you are like. The most specific niche group of that Marvel has ever like appealed to. <laughs> like my God, I don't think I've ever seen the the British, uh, like yeah, the British gift shopist. <laughs> but yeah, so oh, sorry, uh, that whole bit with with the mirror there. They, they just use mirrors in general in a really cool way. This whole show. I mean, you know what. Anyone who's ever been uh, like shit faced drunk and and in the bathroom looking in the mirror being like, who am I? What <laughs> what even what am I doing? Knows exactly yeah what, what mirrors can do to your cognitive dis like what they can do to your like pers- to your personality like, what to your but sense just, of self. And just like even just like what he's got when like the lights are off, you know, like like if there's like just a bathroom door open and you walk past and then catch 
just out the corner of your eye, like something move in another room. You're like, the fuck? And it was just you. See, yeah, that's I, that happens sometimes at night when I'm walking past, like, like I'll have a light on my phone and I'll walk past and I'll see like a shadow that'll freak me out or something like that in the mirror. And oh, yeah. it's just like, and it's just like me walking past. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, but I do yeah, that all the time. but yeah, that does that is freaky to like see that shit like out of the corner of your eye, and especially when you see it out of mirrors. I don't, I don't like that. All right, so we're getting about to the to the one hour mark. I don't... Gilbert going on a peyote mirror trip. You know it. <laughs> if I, hey man. I work. I work. I work on the res. So I, you never, you don't know what kind of shit I can get a hold of. No. <laughs> no, no. I work in a casino, not the. Which, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is technically on the res, but that's not. Never. Mind. I mean, that's not. Yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see you, like you know, going on a vision quest, like in your uniform around the casino. No, <laughs> no, it would not. <laughs> no, it absolutely would not. <laughs> That'd be a bad idea for everybody involved. <laughs> All right, so uh, yeah, but we're getting about to the one hour mark. I I don't know how much more. Like, uh, what other stuff did you think that stood out to you about this episode, if if anything? The all all of the the stuff where like he's his personalities kind of start to break down and he starts to see uh, the Conchu God. Like all of that is so cool. Um, oh, that's interesting. Slice is me saying I thought he did a great job with the accent, and you can't help but feel sorry for him. His accent is soft, southern, informal. Working class, yeah, yeah. Like I think that's a it, it's a very accurate one that fits with what he's doing. Hmm. All right, so you know what I have to ask this is that because uh, because I'm American and you know we are tone deaf for accents as as far as we're concerned, every British accent is just the same accent. Yeah. So what is the difference between a southern or a northern or like you know, like central accent? Like what what would be considered like the difference there? Uh, there's like, there's lots of different ones. So like, um, you know, it, it is mostly like geographical. So it's, it's a bit like, oh, I, I don't know how you describe it. Like in American accents, you know, like, uh, uh, like you'd have the kind of Southern accent, but then like a guy from Texas sounds kind of different from a guy from like, uh, Louisiana or something, you know, oh, okay. Like, okay. um, a bit like that. And so you get a bunch of different, different Northern, Northern ones have a habit of, being less refined like southern ones is kind of like where you got a lot of the money so you get a lot more of the um the long a's so like for example i'm a northern guy so people in the north tend to say bath and glass whereas in the south you get bath and glass uh okay um, things like yeah things like that a lot more drops t's and h's and things in the north than you yeah but the, the south have their own like you know scumbags as well with their own accents so <laughs> and where all right so this is just for me where the hell does the cockney accent come from so the Cock cockney accent is specifically london okay um so like yes yeah, so all that kind of oh i'm old china or are you there oh that's bit of all right <laughs> that kind of shit yes yeah, so that, that's like they're southern but it's like very working class um like you know sort of like lacking i don't say lacking education but like lacking refinement so you don't get like the queen's english that you get in like the more money-filled parts of London and the South. Huh. Interesting. So yeah, I, I wonder if Oscar Isaac had this exact conversation with, with a British person. It's like, how the hell am I going to do this, man? I think he must have. I think because it's it's such like, a, it's not just a basic British accent. It's, it's like a specific one. He must have had a dialect coach, I think. 
So that's interesting to me because that, that just shows how how much I know, how little I know about this. Because, yeah, the fact that you're like actually from the country and you're like, oh, that's actually a really good one. And me, I'm like, ah, it sounds like a caricature. It just shows what I'm used to and how and how little I actually know about the accents. <laughs> I think that's it. Like, uh, there we go. Salacious is uh, saying that they're drastic changes in pronunciation, tone and tempo. Often within 30 miles. Yeah, there's a whole thing of like you get like a dis- different accent every 30 miles is, is the idea. Um, <laughs> Mr. Milk Toast, he says, I need a podcast dedicated to Harry explaining accents. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like really boring. <laughs> so, and yet you said you just made like a good five minutes sound actually kind of. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. All right. So Mr. Action said, yeah, Avatar line was cr-. that actually I, I have that oh, as yeah. a point. I think that was actually kind of funny how on to an extent because I got the reference of like, oh, yeah, I, got, I like the little blue. Got and then when I say Avatar, oh, you mean the anime? I'm like, ha, huh, I get that. Yeah, that was that was really sweet, actually. Also, like, do we call Avatar an anime now? Because I, I've, I thought it couldn't count as anime because it's like not Japanese. I mean, I mean, it's from Nickelodeon. It's it's anime style, but I would. It's not Jap like anime. Typically, is for Japanese animation. So no, it's probably like in the same way that like Yu Gi Oh is not strictly an anime. It's but it's anime style. Mm. Like, okay, I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's well, actually, I don't know. I'm not sure if Yu Gi Oh is anime because it was because the cartoon was made by by an American company, but I I don't know. It's it's weird. It's a it's a weird like gray area. <laughs> like yeah, fair enough. But any at any rate, let's see. Slices Rum says Oscar's accent is a blend and not specific, but very much southern. All right. I'll have to, yeah. Honestly, I'll have to look this up and see what, like, the the slight differences. I've watched like a YouTube video of all the different <laughs> bi- <laughs> the differences of British accents. Because yeah, maybe yeah, and maybe that's the thing. Like, because I I think it sounds like oh, I think you must have got that, but all not all, but a lot of Southern English accents sound the same to me. Mm. Like like like, because you get that divide as well. So like, I'm down here. I being a Northern person who lives in the South, like I get a lot of like oh, like what do we sound like to you? And I was like, you all just sound like the same southern rich people <laughs> even the people who have no money i'm like yeah you're rich yeah it's like get out of my face <laughs> <laughs> that's that's interesting it's like you you have not so much racism against people you have accentism yeah the, 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 there's a big divide between the north and south I'll I'll take your word. There's a big divide between Texas and New Mexico, so I'll take your word on that. I I regional regional freaking uh, conflicts. What are you gonna mm. do? What's the but, what's the divide between Texas and New Mexico? Why do you guys not like each other? It, it's it's mostly territorial disputes for, for going back as far as like the 1800s. But <laughs> sure, but, but yeah, so it's a lot of like, hey, this is our border. No, that's our border. No, 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 it's like that kind of shit. And then it's also just fuck Texas. <laughs> like <laughs> asking, that's, that's basically the long and short of it is asking mexicans and it's just like fuck texas <laughs> if you're from texas i apologize but you know also yeah we're, we're not particularly we're not big on california either but you know that's that, that's for a whole other reason that texas is like fuck you guys you bunch of crazy like you bunch of crazy uh conservatives and then california it's like dude you guys are a bunch of wusses <laughs> Ooh, see, shots fired. See, Texans no, are a bunch of hillbillies. He knows. He knows what I'm I, talking about. I think that might be biased. <laughs> it might be. But <laughs> yeah. 
anyway, so like she says, we live in a constitutional monarchy. How old school is that? We still have a class system. Yeah, that is a good point. Yeah. <laughs> you, you still have a monarchy. So you still have a, you still, still pledge loyalty to a freaking old woman. Oh, mate. Uh, don't, don't get me started. <laughs> like there, there are so many insane things. It's one of the things like like I I live quite close to London, but I don't go there. Part of it is so I don't have to see anything pissing royal. <laughs> you see, this is what happens, Disney. This is what happens when you set us when you try to be multicultural and you set a goddamn show in the UK. We start talking <laughs> about how much we hate the monarchy. I love that museum well, he's in, though. Actually, this is like the best part of going to London is the museums. Is that, is that the British Museum? I think like, it is that he's at, yeah. Because, uh, which also that was the one thing I kind of I thought was kind of interesting is that I'm fairly certain in the Eternals, uh, Cersei works at the at that same building. Like I'm pretty sure I saw that exact same building. Yeah, uh, yeah which I'm right. Which I know she's off doing her own thing right now. But I'm like, didn't she work at the British Museum? Like, did, wasn't there a whole thing where she had like, like had a class there or was like teaching something? I'm like, yeah. wasn't there a whole thing? So I, I think it would have been kind of cool to make a reference to that, but that's we're not that's not even related to this. So I understand why they didn't. Oh wow! Shot in Hungary. Huh. 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 Well, that's that doesn't really make sense then, because why the hell wouldn't you shoot on location if you wanted to shoot in if you wanted to shoot in the heart of London? Why don't you shoot in London? And that's what zoning basically costs Man. money to close down streets in London yeah. where Hungary's cheaper, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. They do some fun stuff like that. Like, um, there's a fun bit in uh, the Da Vinci Code where they filmed like a section at a cathedral in Lincoln, like near where I come from. Um, and like in that bit, like one shot is in Lincoln at this cathedral, and like the next shot, so characters in the same scene, but just like the camera's pointed a different way, is in a different city. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the weirdest thing. So they like turn around, like Tom Hanks is like standing in front of Lincoln Cathedral, and then like spins around to whoever he's talking to, who's like on a street in Manchester or something. That is okay. That's weird. <laughs> Movies, man. The the weird shit that they do to save money and to like and to like make the illusion that you're in that you're in one place. Yeah. Do you know what I did once? I did once actually see a movie being filmed in London. Uh, I was stopped going back into my cousin's wedding reception by Paddington Two. <laughs> by Paddington. Yeah, I had to wait while they did a shot of a bin lorry going down a street. See, so at that point, just be a dickhead and run through the shot. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck you guys, you you don't control me. <laughs> I mean, it's not like you were ruining like I'm trying. I'm trying to think what would be considered like a high, uh, high brow move. It's not like you were trying. <laughs> it's not like you were running in the in the shot of Dunkirk. Yeah, like, like yeah. you were. It was Paddington too, for God's sake. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, I guess it wasn't the same thing. I'm not sure. I don't know museums of of England, but apparently, yeah, the British Natural History Museum is different. Than yeah, and I will admit, like, I I really enjoy the museums. I find it very hard to tell apart because they're all just kind of this big building, pillars, <laughs> things are in it. How do you think I feel? <laughs> I've never even been to the UK. <laughs> Paddington, um, Paddington is not in line for the throne. No, um, it would be better if he was, uh, but unfortunately, no, he's not. Uh, I miss Lady Di. <laughs> not, not that that, not that that matters at all. As long as we keep, keep talking about the royals, you were like, I know, like, three I, I was, years old when she died. Like, I know, has nothing to do. I know. I'm just. <laughs> 
but it made you laugh, didn't it? It did. It did. That was good. <laughs> but at any rate, uh, so here, since we're getting kind of near the end here, I wanted to ask, uh, what did you, or what would you rate this episode? Harrison, it's yeah. pretty good. To I, I quite like this. Um, I'm going to give it a four. You give it a four out of five. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be right there with you. Uh, it, was, it was solid. It, it was a little weird, kind of go like kind of slow going in, but the action got like when it when it actually picked up, it absolutely did. It actually picked up. Oh, we got Joker voice in the comments. He says, "Hey boys, come over to Comics and Cosmetics at 4 p.m. Danny Lunar Girl and well, thank you for for that. Thank you for your <laughs> thank you for advertising on our show. <laughs> Maybe finish this candy bar before going to the next one, but <laughs> no, nah, but yeah, we'll definitely do that. Oh boy, oh boy, that that's why he wants us to come over is because he's he's gonna say some shit about this show. Ah, yes. <laughs> he's gonna be he's gonna be Joker voice and and." <laughs> and be yeah that's exactly what he's gonna do let's see mr Ag or salacious says dr strange multiverse of madness trailer is shot in british museum stunning the illuminati but or the illuminati but uh, i yeah i'm not so sure is that a reference to like the illuminati being involved in the architecture of london and like the masonic stuff there is that what you're talking about salacious i i'm gonna i, I didn't know that but i'm gonna assume uh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a whole. You can read a bit about it in um, From Hell by Alan Moore. He talks a bit about sort of the kind of Masonic construction of London and how someone built like a big pentagram, supposedly. That's good. You know what? Cool. That's, I <laughs> if I ever get into like that whole Da Vinci Code phase of my life, let's I'll go to the British Museum. But, okay, yeah. we've, we've got so many different ratings. So we've got like I've given it a four out of five. We've got a seven out of ten. We've got a two and a half out of five. At least that's on the same scale. And now we've got a four out of six. One fin goldfishes. A four out of six. I love it. So you give it a solid two out of three. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a solid 66%. That, that is not a passing score, Milk Toast. That, that is a common denominator. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll give it... Um, yeah, I'll definitely give it four out of five. It... I, I hope that, which actually, you know, this is good to segue into this, is that <laughs> Mr. Salacious <laughs> ate space bananas. <laughs> I swear, you monkey lizards and your freak, you learn <laughs> human math. <laughs> learn human math. This is why we want to spit roast you, I swear. Like, this is why I wanted to see that shit in, in Mandalorian with the, you know, you being cooked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, Joker Boy says, I'm worried about Doctor Strange film even more now. Remember, six weeks, six days, or slash weeks of, of reshoots, bloated budget. It's got to make it one bit. Yes, Mr. Or yes, Joker Boy. You remember your, you, we remember the tirade on, on your episode. I, do you know, I honestly thought, Joker Boy, you were going to be like, six weeks, six days, six hours of reshoots, the satanic trailers coming out. Illuminati. 9-11. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I am I am smart. I know things. Yeah, <laughs> I know I, I, I don't didn't even realize there was a fraction to be simplified. So yes, Gilbert I is know, doing very well. I can do his math good. <laughs> <laughs> Careful, Gilbert. Salacious Ron the monkey lizard is tracking you. Oh, I think it's suspicious Ron. It's one of the uh, the others, suspicious. I believe. Oh yeah, isn't that the blue one? Isn't that like super like blue monkey lizard? He that's like. I don't know, Salacious' brother? 
Yes, there's no way that I can say this without being monkey lizard racist. Yeah, the only part, the only part of your guys' origin I remember, Salacious, is that your space mom was was uh, abducted, and then horrible, horrible things happened. (laughs) Mister Action, uh, you agreeing with Joker voice? You should be careful, Mister Action. You might end up with a friend if you if if you're if you're not careful. You might end up with a friend in Joker voice. The two of you complaining together. So, all right. So, I think Joker Voice is saying that when Salacious talked about the Illuminati, he's talking about the Marvel Illuminati. Ah. So, Reed Richards, ah. Stark, Professor X, T'Challa, Namor. Which that's that is the the thought is that yeah, in the in the uh, in Star, what is it, uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, we're supposed to be getting the Illuminati, or at least that's the thought. Oh, interesting. Ooh, very interesting. Okay. I'll be really interested to see that because the sort of stuff that you get with Reed Richards is interesting. Like, uh, there's a really cool Fantastic Four story uh, that the Russian comic book geek did, I think, called "Fixing Everything" or "Solving Everything." It's mm. basically like Reed Richards does the Citadel of Ricks, yeah, from Rick and Morty, and it has like a bunch of different. Yeah, I've I've seen that. Like, there's like one with a beard. There's one like normal Reed Richards. There's like an evil Reed. Yeah, like I I've seen what you what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, the evil Reed Richards <laughs> will keep around. Jean Luc Picard in the chair. Yeah, that's I've heard that too. Is that everyone says that that's Patrick Stewart in the wheelchair. I'm unconvinced. Hmm. Hmm. I hope he gets Sam level. You know, I hope that too. I love how this this episode of Moon Knight has become a prediction for Doctor Strange. <laughs> but, I don't care what's in it. I just want to know where Ted Raimi's going to be, and I want to know where Bruce Campbell's going to be. And the rest will be a surprise. And, uh, and what's what's her name? Uh, Lucy Lawless. Where? Ooh, yeah. Where is going to be Xena? Put Xena in there and I will be happy. <laughs> Even better, actually put Xena as Xena. Put Lucy Lawless in there. I have like a whole thing where they go through the multiverse and one part is the Xena world. I will be happy as shit with that. <laughs> I'd be alright, actually, yeah. Yeah, I'd watch that. Uh, you know what? No, multiverse equates to not lazy story. It equates to everyone getting what they want without anyone having to bitch. That's what that is. It's that way. You, if you ever wanted a Spider-Man that's black, cool. We'll give you Miles Morales, and it doesn't have to affect Peter B. Parker in any way, shape, or form. Like that's that's exactly what a multiverse is. That's it's so that way we can make it another a whole new world where, you know, Batman's a girl, and we don't have to get and people don't have to get angry because it's not canon. It's just another universe. Absolutely. And you are. <laughs> So no, okay, no plans for season two of Moon Knight. Gilbs is also being called out on being thirsty on the main for Xena Warrior Princess, which like I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, to be honest, like I've, I was I was going to say like of all the things, like Xena is like the least things that you've like sort of simped for. You like 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 who is it that you're always saying that you simp for? I can't remember. Uh, I sent for a lot of women, but um, I'm gonna say Scarlett Johansson is probably the one I do the most. Yeah, it probably is that one. Yeah, who there was someone else I remember you just like, oh yeah, always a sim for them. I mean, uh, Ming Now Wen is also one of those. Yes, that was it. I think it was Fennec. Uh, I, I was a sim, well, kind of still am a sim for Gina Carano, but she just, uh, you know, like she just needs to learn to shut her mouth, <laughs> just shut your damn mouth for a minute. <laughs> but anyway, uh, joke away, that's called token. I'm not going to get into that argument. I'll just I'll agree to dis- <laughs> agree to disagree. I'm worried because uh, Mr. Action says I'm worried because they might go they might go easy with different multiverse characters like this guy a cow or this guy blue. I don't understand what you mean. 
Make it easy with different multiverse characters, like this guy's a cow, or this. Oh right, as in like 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 really simple multiverse characters. Like, oh okay, like, you just, know, yeah, like kid version of Loki, which I, I know a lot of people liked, but just like it's it's not that hard. It's just like you, you cast a child. Yeah, yeah. No, I I do agree with you, Mister Ashton. I think so far they've done they've done pretty well. I think they've understood that you have to be like quite imaginative to really get like what you need out of uh, a multiverse story like this. Yeah, agreed. Like for that, I I really hope that they go kind of like the way of uh, what's it, uh, multiverse? Not multiverse madness of Into the Spider Verse, where we get kind of a team up with different mm. Doctor Stranges, or even yeah. even different superheroes from across the multiverse. Yeah, that I'd love to see. I would love to see like I think I've said this before. I'd love to see Thunderstrike turn up somewhere, like so- just all, all those like. Alt, you know, Beta Ray Bill, all those like alternate weird versions of characters. I'd love to have some fun with them. Mm-hmm. Like, and you see, Mr. Action says he would love to see Deadpool in it. That'd be kind of cool. I don't think they're going to be that bold, but that would be cool. I would love to see Namor. Personally, if we're going to do the Illuminati, give me Namor because the, Submar- the Submariner is something we absolutely need in, in Marvel. Uh, do, do, do we absolutely need the Submariner in Marvel? I, I would say yes, because he's a cooler version of Aquaman. He's better. I would say he's better than Aquaman. Oh, okay, interesting. I would say. I, I, I never, I yeah, say. I've never, I've always thought Aquaman was kind of the cooler version. Hmm, okay, interesting. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Like, but anyway, so no Dreadpool. Says you're not, yeah, you're not getting Deadpool in any MCU film. He's going to be an island unto himself. Probably that's a, that's an unfortunate fact, but probably if they're going to do that, they're going to keep him separate and like they will not be bold enough to put him in an MCU movie. I don't see it. <laughs> it's like Milk Toast has left the weirdest fucking comment. <laughs> Jeff Epstein definitely going to be in the Illuminati in the multiverse. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Live comments do not do not reflect the, the views of Fulcrum Entertainment. <laughs> we already had Prince Andrew come up in the chat before. I'm not having Epstein come up as well. When did they do that? When did they tease Namor? Yeah. When did that come up? I'll yeah, I'll have to go back and check that. But I yeah, and because I, I don't remember that in that movie. I'll have to look. Uh, oh, Dreadpool, the guy who killed the Marvel universe. Oh god. Oh, yeah, when oh. dead. I actually really liked that that uh, hmm. comic book run. Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. That was a lot of people hated that. I thought it was kind of kind of awesome, like to see all the different ways that like he killed Howard the Duck for God's sake. I was I gotta love that. <laughs> <laughs> he roasted Howard the Duck. It had to be done eventually. Agreed. Put him in a pancake, some hoisin sauce. <laughs> all right, so here let's go ahead and, and wrap up the episode. Uh, just real quick, we'll do predictions for Moon Knight for what do you. What do you think you're going to see, or what do you want to see next week, and then we'll we'll call it quits. Okay. Um, what what do I think I'm going to see? I think we're going to see Layla. I think Layla's going to be revealed somehow. Either either he'll have a phone conversation and Layla will say who she is, or we'll actually physically see her. But we might not see her. She might stay on the end of the phone for a little while. Um, and what I want to see is I want to see. Um, more Moon Knight action, to be honest. I, I think we've we've set it up now where we've got some cool intrigue. We had this tiny little teaser of what Moon Knight could do at the very end of the episode. So now we need a proper, decent, full-on Moon Knight action sequence where he kicks some ass. 
I'm down with that. Let's let's absolutely have the beginning of next episode. Let's have him kicking all the ass, and let's have like a bunch of the goons show up, a bunch of those like other hellhounds. Like let's just him just completely and utterly wreck as Moon Knight, and I would be super down for that. Mm. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, like, let me see. Like we talked about it a little bit. We want to see other personas. So like, I, I personally, I think the biggest thing I want to see is uh, I want to see more of the of the god of like the Khonshu or yeah mm. I want to see more of that because I want to see like a whole and and like Mr. Action said I'd love to see him in the suit and because I'm I'm pretty sure we, I've seen a screen cap already maybe it's a it's supposed to be Moon Knight but I've seen a, of a guy wearing a suit and that same mask that we see on the screen right here so I'm wondering if that's gonna be Khonshu just being like oh here let me not let me not look like a horror movie uh, monster interesting yeah I'd like to see that hmm I'd, well, I say I'd like to see that. I'd like to see more Conchu, but I'd want to see more evil, weird Conchu. Oh, God. What am I going to do well, with you? That, this is interesting, because like, I did wonder if this is a thing where... This is one of the ones where I'm going into this knowing nothing about the character. So, like, Same. I even if he is being assassinated, I don't care. <laughs> so it's it's, well, it's just a completely well, different perspective, isn't it? Well, as I mentioned, yeah, Mark Spector is the mercenary, which we kind of get that idea that Mark is still the mercenary. Mm. Uh, we get, apparently, Stephen Grant, which is, I'm guessing that's what this guy is supposed to be. He was supposed to be a millionaire, which now he's a, he's like the, again, like he's the, uh, works in the gift, as a gift shopist at the Buris Museum. And then we have all the, like, we haven't seen any of his other personas, but yeah, like, I guess that's what people are, are angry about is that they're changing the origin of his character. Is like, he's supposed to be a millionaire and now he's like poor and he's not, He's a he's a loser and he's a dork and everything like you know what I mean, like mm. I may, maybe not because like I said I'm not familiar with Moon Knight either. So as far as shitty storytelling, that's really in the eye of the beholder. I I didn't mind it. I thought it was actually yeah, a pretty good I, way of doing it. I I really enjoyed this. Like like as someone who just came in just to see a story and didn't know anything about it going in, I had a great time. Um. <laughs> <laughs> See what he says, and that's what they want and are expecting. <laughs> know nothing while they slap a Marvel logo, and you'll just consume. That's what they want you to think, man. You know, Mister. You know, you know. I with that, I actually I have something pro, uh, ready for you, Joker voice. I had queued up just in case for this very moment. Those Marvel movies are a triumph of cinema. I live on those Marvel movies. I live for those Marvel movies. I watch those Marvel movies more than I watch Pornhub, and I come twice as hard doing it. <laughs> That's my response to you, sir. <laughs> that is my response to you, sir. Is that, oh. I don't even care. I, like, in this particular case, yes, maybe I should, like, I, I'm probably going to end up looking up Moon Knight more now because I want to actually read the actual character and see what he's actually like. Because, yeah, I've heard him described as the Marvel Batman. And I have so far not seen that at all. Like, I've seen seen a really cool costume, but not so much any kind of, like, billionaire or badassness. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I re I'd uh, maybe recommend, yeah, checking out uh, the Russian Comic Book Geek YouTube channel. I know he's done a bunch of audio comics of Moon Knight stories. Also, I love it. Milk Toast saying, Will Smith slap to protect Howard's dick. Is Howard the duck, is what he means. <laughs> you keep that duck's name out of your mouth. Out your motherfucking mouth. <laughs> All right, can we just put this out there? Will Smith, you overreacted like crazy, man. I know you probably aren't watching this podcast, but bro, what the hell was that? <laughs> anyway. Oh, 
that, that, that was pretty. That was pretty fun that we because we we talked about the Oscars in our last stream, and it was quite fun. I was like, was that happening while I was like laughing about Batman? Was Will Smith slapping Chris Rock? I think it happened like thirty minutes or like an hour after we got off. Like. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, my my brother was in the other room. He's like, "Dude, you gotta come see this." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Will Smith slapped a dude. He just slapped Chris Rock. I'm like, "I'll I'll watch it on YouTube." And then I and then you know, the next day I saw a million freaking videos of of like of the same shot of him just getting smacked. But then it got memed, and then it got added music to it, and then some people started adding like special effects and shit. Uh, that was pretty good. I I do remember we had that whole yeah the discussion of was it okay? And that's like Chris Rock. Had kind of had the best thing happen to him like that night, because like I would for what that would do for my career, I would take a slap to the, to the face from Will Smith just in general, to be honest, just for the story. I think, I mean, dude, that would make your career overnight. <laughs> yeah, like, podcaster gets smacked by Will Smith, <laughs> and, then, and then suddenly everyone wants to hire you as fucking doing audiobooks <laughs> and voice acting and shit. <laughs> You're gonna be on Jimmy Kimmel Live. Yeah, but but I mean that's what I mean. Is that yeah, like that just for like the sheer like what it did for you for probably Chris Rock and Will Smith's career now. Yeah, yeah, like, is, like like you wait for the Netflix special. Like this is the dish just called like you know, Chris Rock slapped. Yeah, agreed. And Mr. and now Joker Voice, I don't understand what you're now that we agree. Do, are we talking about the, the Will Smith thing that he that he overreacted? Because I believe that, so, yes. Because yeah. <laughs> At any rate. Yeah, like that was ridiculous over a GI Jane joke. Come on, dude. But, but whatever. I'm. That we're, this is not. We're not a political podcast. We're a pop culture podcast. <laughs> Will Smith tried to protect his wife and failed. Oh my god! I, mean, I, mean, I don't think he failed. He did it. No, he did. He, he, got he hit that man. He <laughs> smacked the shit out of him. <laughs> now, I just he just did it like kind of in a weird way. It's like he he like pimp slapped him. <laughs> it is it is really funny it really does look like it makes you think that maybe will smith is actually living like a version of the fresh prince of bel-air that we don't know about because that looked like a plot from the fresh prince like at the end of it like you know i mean god rest his soul he's not with us anymore but phil's gonna come up and be like now will violence doesn't solve anything will it's like uncle phil you even know what you <laughs> it's like yeah no that it's like and then him get all confused like it's like you know who you're talking to it's like no, but I, a real man doesn't need to do that to show that he's a man. All right, Joker voice. Yeah, it's been good having you on, despite despite your crazy takes. But, but <laughs> um, yeah. At any rate, guys. Actually, on that note, we're gonna be wrapping it up here. But thank you guys so much for watching our episode. Uh, yeah, like this has been our review, our spoiler review of Moon Knight. Don't forget to like and subscribe uh, and hit that bell notification. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. And make sure you follow each of us personally. You follow us on Twitter, the channel, but you also follow each of us because you know what? We like that. Yeah, it's fun. Twitter's we, fun. We like to we like talking with with people. We like interacting with people. Me Absolutely. probably more than Harrison because he's like you're like I, I notice you're like only on when you want to tweet about RuPaul. <laughs> it's, I, I'm terrible at using Twitter because I like I assume that no one wants to hear what I have to say. <laughs> so like I never do it until I'm like oh. I, I'm outside. It's like, oh, I'm checking out. I'm in a graveyard. We take a picture of the head of this headstone. Yeah, it's which, pretty much that. Which actually, no, that's actually kind of a cool stuff on your on your. But anyway, yeah, follow Harrison for some for some cool like gothic stuff. <laughs> and then yeah, guys. But 
uh, make sure you follow us. Uh, you listen to your po- our podcast wherever you get your podcast: Apple Podcast, Spotify, you know, all that good stuff. And uh, yeah, make sure you follow us next week because we'll probably be talking about episode two more than likely, unless something way bigger comes out. And because because clearly nobody cares about Moon Knight. <laughs> At least none of our usual. Fr- we had Joker voice coming to to bust our balls, and we had Milk Toast and Mister Action. Oh, not to be fast, salacious uh, came to oh, see no, us no, as well. No, it was. No. Uh, I've that's been true. That's true. Very happy with our little uh, guests in the chat today. Yeah, nice. I do appreciate that. We we have a big a big star of the monkey lizard army coming in here. So yes, I pre- I do very much appreciate that. And yeah, actually, I do want to say, uh, make sure you subscribe to our channel and make sure you tell others to subscribe because as soon as we get to that thousand subscriber mark, we're going to be doing a a, lo- a special long live stream. Uh, I'm not sure how long it's going to be. I I most people want it to be four hours. I think I want to make it a little bit longer than that so we can do a little bit like other stuff than just like, all right, guys, we're going to watch a movie and then we're going to do a podcast episode, you know what I mean? So I'll try to do, I'm I'm probably going to end up making it like about six hours long. And yeah, we'll do like, I don't know, I'll I'll figure out like either we'll do a Lego build or we'll, and then we'll have like maybe a a watch party on there. We'll, we'll figure some stuff out. Sounds good. But yeah. But yeah, guys, make sure, but none of that's going to happen unless you subscribe to us a thousand times. (laughs) <laughs> so go, so go and do make a thousand different YouTube accounts and go do that. But we're not right that now. far off. We we need like seventy subscribers, I think. Yeah, to hit a thousand. That's all that's left. And then uh, yeah, so we're almost there, guys. So make sure you, you tell everyone to go do that. And then uh, you know, I'm, I, now that we're only a month away from it, I'm going to talk about this. Make sure you watch out for. I, I don't know how this is going to work because they haven't talked to me yet. I've been trying my hardest to call them, but I'm going to be going to ICC Con next week or next. In the next two or three weeks, uh, in Nashville, so we're gonna be picking up some cool stuff, and hopefully, if I can, I'm gonna try to get some interviews with some with some uh, of the guests that are out there. But yeah, we'll we'll see how that works out because yeah, as it turns out, the owners of the con have yet to contact me back. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, so we'll we'll figure that out. But anyway, yeah, make sure you guys like, subscribe, follow us on Twitter, all that good stuff that I've said a million times already. <laughs> and yeah, make sure to check back next week and check out Harrison's audiobooks. This has yes. been yeah, this has been Gilbert. This has been Harrison. Uh, this has been the Folk Entertainment Podcast. And as always, remember, we are all Fulcrum. <laughs>